everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. Uh, this episode just has me so jazzed. I I did I liked that. I that was I I liked that joke. There I laughed. I I will say I laughed during this episode. I it, did. I laughed several times. And and looking at the notes, I think we're gonna have a slight disagreement on this episode, which will be great. Oh. Everyone loves when we yell at each other. I mean, I think some people do like us being antagonistic, and other people are like, "Be friends." I mean, we're still friends. We do, friends can hate each other. Yeah, it's the best kind of friendship. <laughs> hello, hello, people. Hello, folks. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show uh, for only two dollars a month. Gain access to all of our bonus material, uh, lots of other stuff on there. Encourage you to check it out. We have a person to thank this week, Matt. All right. Uh, Mark Newman. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. This week's episode is Jazzy and the Pussycats, episode H-A-B-F-19, originally aired September 17th, 2006, written by Daniel Chun, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, received a 5.3 rating with 9 million viewers. The couch gag. Everyone is sitting on the couch except for Homer, uh, Ben, a giant ape who... Looks like Homer, a King Kong. A Homer King Kong grabs Marge through the window and takes her to the top of the Empire State Building uh, with biplanes attacking him. It's like King Kong. Uh, pretty good. I like this. This is good, even though... It is. I, I'm very surprised that this hasn't been done before. Like, Homer's King Kong has... I mean, they had a whole Treehouse of Horror sketch on it. I can't believe it hasn't put up a couch gag until now. Yeah, I think they just went, you know what? That's still a thing. We can still do that. So, yeah. Uh, this episode guest stars Meg White and Jack White as themselves. The White Stripes. For a whole one line each, I believe. Yeah, they, I mean, they are on screen for a, a, a significant amount of time. Like 30 whole seconds. But they don't say much. Um, nothing against the White Stripes. I like White Stripes quite a bit. Um, oh, this episode. Okay. Um, hmm. Uh, it's, I, like I said, I laughed. And I, I, I'm, but. By the I I don't know how it happens, but we're like by the in, end. You're just it, mm. it's it's one of those things with season seventeen and or like uh, the teen years of The Simpsons is like the episodes can even start good, but then as you go, little things will be like, well, that's stupid, that's weird, what in the world? And by the end, you're just like a third of this episode was garbage, but the rest was okay. <laughs> I would mm, a third. Ooh, that's cutting it. Uh, I would go. Let's, let's talk. I would just a little wider swath than just a third. Um. This episode begins with, oh boy, and it really took me off guard uh, because it begins with the funeral of Homer's Vegas wife. So how did Malt Liquor Mommy die? Stop calling her that. I'll tell you how she died. You know that sign that says do not stand up on the roller coaster? Yeah. She overdosed right in front of it. Oh, class all the way. Marge, could you let it go? You won. She's dead. <laughs> we are here to mourn the tragic loss of Amber Pygow Simpson, a gifted cocktail waitress who hoped one day to learn computers. <laughs> Amber said she wouldn't let her eighth-grade education stop her from achieving her dreams. And yet it did. Bart, do you want to leave the funeral early? Do you? Yes, of course. Not great start, Matt. You won. She's dead. <laughs> like, I just... 
this could have just been a regular church service. Why did it have to be a funeral for Homer's Vegas wife? It's and I mean, and the show lit, like literally the sign outside the church. It says funeral for or, or for Homer's Vegas, Vegas wife. They don't even use their her name. Uh, and <sighs> it's bad, right? I mean, it's bad. It's bad, but it it's just it's like. I like this first act. That's the thing. Like, other than well, you it, like it once you get through with this part. Like, yes, yes. I think I feel that, like they could have just started with Bart acting up in church and then take him to the child psychologist. Boom, we're into the plot. And that's one of the things I really like about this first act is that you we are in the plot immediately. Almost, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's just this one. There is in this case, there is there is just one inciting incident, as there should be. Not three of them in a row. There's one, and it gets us to the plot. But it's these. It's like even when it's when they're doing what they should, it's still like this attitude, like this grossness. Honestly, because it's gross. Like the, this whole episode is really upsetting to me. I'm gonna say, uh, but it's this kind of like just meanness. It's kind of mean, like. I know that the Vegas wife is not a real character. She barely exists. She's <laughs> she's a joke in the beginning. She's a joke in the Vegas episode. She's a joke in the return. And then she's a joke here when she's dead. She's never been a real character. She's never had any depth of nuance or motivation, choices, anything. It's all like, oh, yeah, she, uh, Homer wakes up and he has a Vegas wife. She's a plot device. She always has been. But it's kind of just that callousness towards death. And you're just like, oh, isn't this funny? And... And Homer has literally no sad feelings about it. Homer is a sociopath, and and they just are making jokes about it. And you're like, guys, can you treat anything seriously? Yeah, it, 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 this part, like you said, really brings down the first act. Uh, but like you said, thankfully, it's not long. It's like a minute and a half. Yes, it's it it we. It it really is just an excuse to get them in the church. So Bart's acting up in church because hey. I'm like, the, there's one thing this episode does do to me, and that is make me real sorry for Bart. It makes me so sad for Bart. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bart. Because I don't care how old you are as a kid. You're in a funeral. Like, like if you want to treat this as a real thing, like, Bart is attending the funeral of his, of his father's second wife. And everyone doesn't, no one wants to be there. Why are they attending? It doesn't make any sense. Because why that's is, what you do in a small town. Why is she you do things you don't want to do? Okay, I'm uh, now, man. Now we're now. I'm just now the 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 spool. The ball of yarn is just unspooling in my mind. Why is the funeral in Springfield? Uh, I believe she moved there at one point. Uh, in a, in a later episode, I want to say. So that's the like, thing that like they she... want. That's the continuity that they will honor. <laughs> they will yes, honor the fact exactly. that his wife moved to Springfield that no one remembers. Bart's acting up because he doesn't want to be there. No one. I don't want to. Yeah. Why would he want to be there? This is I don't feel like this is that like they're acting like this is like a, a, a scandal. Um. So he's acting up. He has a laser pointer. He's bouncing a ball around. Uh. Actually, I mean, he's hitting a ball off a paddle, but then it breaks, gets stuffed into Revan Lovejoy's throat. Uh, he gets the Heimlich maneuver performed, and it goes into Moe's throat, and then a Heimlich maneuver goes ball goes into a Blue Man Group member's throat. 
And then when he comes out, it's a whole bunch of balls. And then he returns to his normal color because he was blue because he didn't have oxygen. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. The whole time he didn't have oxygen. All those balls were keeping him oxygen deprived. And they all go into a lot of other people's throats and everyone's choking. And again, why can't you just make it like like a real thing because this isn't bart's fault he had one ball why is everyone choking bart's fault it's so stupid okay just but there are so many ways this could have gone because you bart gets in trouble for something sure it didn't have to be this weird and complex and stupid you could have just had something good you could have just done something easy like like the firecracker in the toilet try to go or easy peasy. You think about like all the, the the all those episodes. There's a lot of episodes that start with Bart getting in trouble, doing some big prank, and he's in over in and over his head, and he gets punished for it, and he has to learn something. There's the uh, the firecracker on the toilet. There's the the April Fools, uh, mega, megaphone gag, like tons of them. You could just do something like that, and they all treat those situations as serious because they have to be serious for us to take it seriously. Okay, finally. Out of this inciting incident, I could talk about it for three more hours. So they take Bart to a child psychiatrist. First, let me assure you that Bart's antics are perfectly normal for a seven-year-old. Actually, he's ten. Oh, dear. Dear, 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 dear. Bear us your medical mumbo-jumbo. Just give us the pills. Clear-cut his brain down to the nub. Mr. Simpson, it would be easy for me to pour drugs down your son's throat. Thank you, Doctor. Marge? But for Bart, I'm going to prescribe a more unorthodox treatment. Symbols? Snare? Hi-hat? Tom-tom? Sticks? Mallet and brushes? This is a drum kit. Drumming demands energy and concentration, one of which Bart has and one of which Bart needs. Holy look, he's enjoying it. I've never seen him <sighs> this has the potential to be good but I feel like the whole seven-year-old ten-year-old thing is a stupid joke and also why does Bart see the drum as Homer's face like that's this isn't a Bart Homer episode where Bart is mad at Homer it just it makes no sense don't think about it too much, Matt. That's actual. That's the actual answer. Um, I don't. It's a joke. That's what they had. That is the joke they came up with. They don't care that it doesn't make sense in the context of the episode. Uh, another here. You want another like check mark in you know vintage you know declining Simpsons is joke that doesn't make sense in the context of the episode. But that's all they had, and they didn't take the time to think of a different one. They just took the one that they had. And it doesn't really fit tonally. It doesn't fit with the theme of the episode. But they don't care. They just wanted to fit a joke in. Um, right. It's fine. Um, I'm going to say that here's the thing that is inexplicable to me in the context of this episode. And I don't think it, it, no one says it. No one says these words out loud at any point. And it makes this episode feel like, like just makes me real sad for Bart. And feels like... I. Bart is a prodigy. Bart is a prodigy. Bart is a drum prodigy. Basically, yes. He's never he's never had practice before. He's never played an instrument before. He sits down. He immediately has limb independence. He can play complex rhythms. He sits down and plays jazz easily with no thought. He's a prodigy. 
everyone's just, everyone just takes this for granted that Bart's good at the drums out of nowhere. See, I can, I feel like the parents don't understand it. They're just like, oh yeah, this kids just pick up things like this, whatever, because they don't pay attention to their kids, which is something that we've seen of at the very least Homer. I have no problem believing that he's this way. Marge would probably should have gone, huh? He's really good at that. That's weird. And I feel like this whole episode is Lisa being very upset at that. Bart has this natural talent. And that makes sense to me. Uh, I didn't, because I didn't question that at all. It's like, yes, Bart is very good at this, but sometimes that just happens. Some people are just happen to be really good at one task. I... Matt, I don't know. Maybe I am just, I, I just, I've read a lot about prodigies and stuff like this, but largely if a kid is this good at something from nowhere, their life gets reshaped around it forever. Like, you know, when you, if you, like like Tiger Woods and golf, like it's that kind of thing where like oh they immediately are just now that's their life you know they become and I know that's what uh, that's what this episode is about and I don't think they wanted it to be of course they don't really know what this episode's about uh, no. that's pro- that's part of the problem but it's just no one acknowledges this no one's like oh Bart is incredible at drums not as this scene is nothing really he's just playing very simple rhythms but even that. Is not something anyone can just pick up. It takes it takes months of practice just to get limb independence, where you can do your feet and your your hands and feet can do different rhythms. And he just does it immediately. And you're like, okay. And we don't. And Lisa doesn't even say, I, gosh, I, I, if this episode just went on a different path, I wouldn't have this complaint at all, because I think this this is not isn't bad i think it's interesting honestly i like the idea of bart picking up music and having this sort of weird relationship with lisa and her relationship with music i think it has a lot there's so much you can do with it they don't they, 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 they don't they don't do that Matt. no i feel like you're going way too into this just because the whole prodigy thing just because like okay bart is good at this if they had added one sentence where oh yeah this is two months later when bart is getting really good at this and it would have completely obviated the need for oh yes bart is very good at this and immediately and it's weird well yeah man like, it's I'm, not that big a deal this episode is about bart being good on drums they shouldn't talk about how bart is good at drums it's i don't think it's that complicated i, I don't think that's germane to the plot maybe not like the- oh bart is good at something that lisa is good at that's the plot we don't need to go into the oh he's a child prodigy that means this and this and this bart is just good at something if you want to make a, if you want to make an episode about music, Matt, make an episode about music. But of course, this episode but this isn't an episode about music. This is an episode about Bart, I know it should be about both of those things. And it said they bring in animals. Oh my god, I'm so angry about the animals. Okay, so Bart okay, drums. Yeah, that's fair. Bart, I'm so angry about those damn animals, Matt. I'm so angry about it. I'm so frustrated. So Bart starts drumming. He drums everywhere now. Uh, we and this is where the white stripes come in. In the, what is a very, I I like it. I'm gonna say that I like this sequence. It doesn't make any real sense, but I do like them playing. Bart is drumming around the 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 town basically, and it's he goes to school. He goes down the street. It's the White Stripes song, the hardest button to button. It's based off that music video that uses a similar idea. Um, and then they he runs into the White Stripes who chase him. I could, I would, I was like, should I play this clip? But it's mostly you just hear the hardest button a button. You can just go listen to that song if you want to hear that. Um, Cause that's all that happens. Like that's all you're going to hear on the, through the audio. 
Um, and then it ends up with the white stripes falling into the water, into the river, <laughs> because they get they pause in midair. I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's a very strange thing. I, I don't know either. It's it's a weird gag. It seems apropos for the white stripes because they're a very weird group of people. I mean, there's two of them. Okay, fine. They're a that could be a group. A group. Two people counts as a group. It's more than one. They're a couple. Where they were a couple, they're not a couple anymore. Um, oh, okay. I don't. Let's not talk about the comp. The weird relationship. Of the the weird rumors of the white stripes <laughs> propagated when they first started. But Bart's drumming. Bart's drumming all the time. So much that it is disrupting Homer and Marge's sleep. Oh, why couldn't he give up this like he gives up everything else? I know. I'll use that white noise machine I got you when your father died. Transport yourself to the shores of Nova Scotia, where cod and halibut frolic in... He's just drumming louder! So it's a noise war he wants, huh? And I'll throw in some rush hour traffic! And a circus fire! Sleep tight, my angel! What? Oh! Let me know when and if you want sex, honey! There could be so many things that Bart's drumming annoys them. This is so dumb. I Matt, here. I like this. You laughed at this, didn't you? I oh did. I did laugh it's at so this. Stupid. I laughed at this a lot. I I'm a I'm a sucker for this kind of gag sometimes, especially when it it it. I think it it because it layers it, and they're like I said, like the best Simpsons jokes. There's multiple steps, multiple layers to it, and. The you know Homer screaming over all this noise. Let me know when you're ready for sex. <laughs> that got me. I don't think this is layered though. There are different layers to the joke. That's just Homer doing the same thing over and over again I to mean, try and but and it's win. a it's a different bit every time. It's not just oh it's just noises. It's a different noise and then Homer screaming over the top of it. I laughed, Matt. Can't, if you, you say can't, so, I can't. I laughed. I laughed. Um. So, but Homer and Marge don't sleep functionally uh they wake up and bart is still playing while he's asleep okay um but they're desperate they want him out of the house just for a little bit um you again when you buy drums for a kid i would think you know that they would make noise yeah you would think you if you're gonna do this you should you know uh put together a little room that's completely soundproof that he can practice it Put them out in the garage. There you go. Put them out in the garage, and then you soundproof the garage a little bit, or at least around the doors. Um, it won't, yeah. It might not be. It might be still make some noise, but it won't be as loud. Whatever. Lisa says, oh, I'll take him to the children's jazz brunch, which, is that a thing that exists? In Springfield, I'm sure that it is. Okay. I know jazz brunches are a thing. I didn't know about children's jazz brunch, but whatever. Uh, the Homer March are desperate to get Bart out and they send Lisa send him with Lisa um and they go to the jazz brunch and Bart plays uh drums with with Lisa and Uter and Samantha Stanky is there which hey Stanky sighting 
also an off-model Uter uh, that is in the previous band. It's very strange. I isn't. That, I thought it was just that was also supposed to be Uter. I mean, if so, he looks very different. Like he, it's recognizable as Uter or a small German child, but it looks different enough that I was like, huh. That looks like a skinny, weirdly headed Uber or uh, Uter. Um, I don't really. I just you know whatever. They Lisa Bart play with Uter database and Martin. Um, they. The, the I think the there is like one of the bright spots in this episode is that there's some good jazz music in it. Like I like I like older jazz and they play a lot of good jazz standards in this. Um, I don't know if it's <laughs> it's not really the, the Simpsons didn't write that music, but hey, I like that music and they play it, so that's good. But Lisa's good background. Lisa is jamming out with her with Bart and she she's like uh, she's kind of impressed by his his playing. But she's still there is like a little bit here where she's like, uh, I'm you're now you're the second best person on stage or something like that. And I'm obvious. I'm number one, which doesn't. I don't know. I'm. A, I am. I. Lisa could, if they had landed this at all in the second and third acts. Lisa being a little snotty here would make more sense. But this whole episode just makes Lisa. I. I have no sympathy for Lisa in this episode. They just write her like some kind of monster. I don't want to call her a monster. I would call her someone who's used to be the best at something and automatically assumes that everyone else is not, which is a very immature thing. But. I appreciate when they make Lisa at least a little immature because often, like we've said, that she is the mouthpiece for the writers. So she's the writer. She's the mouthpiece for some 30 and 40 year old men. Uh, so in this case, it's like, oh, Lisa is doing the thing that immature people do. And when they can't handle not being the best at something, they've always been the best at. And that feels natural to me. Like, oh, uh, you know, Lisa's a little girl who's always been the best. And now someone comes along to challenge her dominance. So, Matt, OK, yeah, this Matt, makes sense. Did you watch the same episode I did? What how they, they don't but they don't there's not, nothing happens with that. She never realizes anything. No, that's true. I'm just saying in general, like the way this started off because of all the other episodes, like if you went into this episode completely blind to The Simpsons, you would not get this. But as someone who has watched. 18, 17 and a half uh, seasons of The Simpsons, I'm like, okay, I can see Lisa being this way. I, that's what I'm saying, Matt. But if you don't, if you don't, if you start a plot and she just acts mean and then she never learns anything, she's still mean. Yeah, that's this true. Isn't Lisa, this saying... isn't Lisa's rival. She doesn't learn anything. She learns that she can adopt circus animals without repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh You're my God, wrong. I'm so angry about the animals. I cannot... I cannot understate. So they go to the jazz parts. They play. They're good. Uh, Lisa's excited because there's going to be some like jazz greats there. Um, not actual jazz greats. Every single jazz musician they mentioned in this episode is uh, fictitious. They created them. Um, uh, but they finish their set and they go sit down and some jazz guys come up to talk to the kids. Mm. Excuse me. Are you Lisa Simpson? <gasps> yes. I am. <laughs> I'm uh, Defonzo Skinny Palmer. This is uh, Marcus Marbles Le Marquez. Pleased to meet you. We were about to play a quick set, and we were wondering if you, uh, yes? Lisa Simpson, yes? would do us the honor yes! of sitting in <gasps> that chair in the audience. We want to jam with your brother. I hate these two jazz people, these guys. I hate them. Hate them. They are. 
awful. Like, you didn't have to have these weird caricatures. And thankfully, they're not in the episode much. You get it right here. You get a really stupid joke to end the episode. And then I think you get a little bit of them, uh, you know, when uh, Bart breaks his arm. And thankfully, that's about it. He doesn't. Matt. Sorry. When Bart's arm is bitten by the tiger. Thank you. You give it. Say what happens. Don't give them more credit than they deserve. All right. A tiger bites Bart's arm. People who haven't watched this episode or are listening to this. They're like, what? What do you mean a tiger? A tiger. I think I think you really hate this animal bit for some reason. And to me, it's like the 10,000th stupidest thing to come out of the oh, teen years of The Simpsons. So I'm just like, at this point, whatever. Matt, you got to come on. You got to recalibrate a little bit. Um, no, I, I can't. I have recalibrated every single week of this inter- interminable stretch of The Simpsons to the point where I'm just like, no, whatever. There's a tiger. It bites him. Yeah. No, I refuse. I refuse. Lisa's sad because uh, these dumb jazz men I hate who I hate with a fiery passion uh, don't know. Like, we want you to, hey, we want you to sit in that chair over there and watch us play with your brother. That makes no sense. Humans don't talk like that. Why are you doing this? Why? It's so it's stupid. Supposed to be funny. Robbie, if you thought that Homer's idiotic repeatedly getting louder against bart joke was funny and this is not i i don't know what to help you because they're both incredibly dumb they're different kinds of dumb matt some kinds of, i laugh at some kinds of dumb all right some dumb works on me i'm not gonna i'm not a i'm not a saint you're allowed to laugh at dumb things once in a while i laugh at dumb things all the time honestly um that's true but you can't get mad at something the dumb that you just because you didn't laugh at it because it's equally dumb my madness has not even begun matthew okay not even get started this is nothing i don't like this is just like okay this is fine the we're gonna this second act um it really is it it it's we go to commercial eight minutes to 28 seconds and when we come back uh lisa is automatically jealous of bart because oh oh Bart is a prodigy, like Robbie pointed out, at drums. Uh, I don't care about any more than that. Like, yeah, Bart's good at drums. Who cares? Uh, but uh, obviously Robbie wants more than that. But Lisa recognized that Bart is good, and so do these jazz people. So Lisa is upset at this, at best. I was jamming with Skinny Turner and Marbles with Marquez, and they want me to join their trio. Whoa! What's next? A contract with Groove Tone Records? Take the G train, baby! Groove Tone! Oh, I can't believe it's Brother King. Lisa, why aren't you smiling with us? Because I've wanted to jam with jazz musicians all my life. How would Bart like it if I just hopped on a skateboard and instantly became great? Lisa, you've got to be more careful. I need you to teach me all about the world of jazz. It's jazz! Jazz! <laughs> you don't even know the name of the thing you are stealing from me. <laughs> Bart, you're so steady on those skins, we're going to call you TikTok. Oh, I always wanted a jazz nickname. Fine, we'll call you uh, Downbeat, because you're bringing us down. Oh, that is the most unfair... Downbeat, downbeat, please. We're shooting the breeze with TikTok. (laughs) Oh, man, I am so juzzed. So, yes, as we can see, Bart is extremely juzzed about this. Poor little downbeat is (laughs) extremely stressed. I... I, uh, 
I laughed at Juz. I'll sit here, there, there. I laughed. I laughed at the the noise. I did as well. It's stupid, but that part I enjoyed. I laugh at Juz. There's nothing wrong with stupid jokes, Matt. If they if they work, um, Juz is funny. Bart being Juzzed, funny. I even like TikTok and downbeat. That works on me. This is all fine. This is all. This all. Yeah, this, ma- is, this all works. I think Act Two starts out like we go, Act One is good, except for the weird Vegas wife funeral shenanigans. <laughs> it's mostly okay. It's mostly okay. It's mostly okay because we get we, we set up what we were talking about before. Okay, Bart. There's someone that recommends Bart try dr- drumming to get his act as craziness under control. It turns out Bart's really good at this. Uh, whether you want more description of that or not, or just have Bart happens to be good at it. That's a personal thing. Uh, and then we get this. This is fine. Right now, the episode has been good up until now, for the most part. But now, now, things start to get weird. Uh, because the whole town loves Bart. Because everyone loves a prodigy. So everyone's like, oh yeah, Bart's so good at this, so the whole town's gonna love him. Which is weird, but hey, it's a 20-minute cartoon. I can kind of go with that. Uh, Lisa is incredibly sad at this. Because obviously, she's always wanted to be a, a, a great... Uh, jazz musician. Wasn't there something else Bart was good at that she was uh, that, that was supposed to be Lisa's thing, and she kept trying to find her thing? I swear there's another episode that's basically this. I mean, there's hockey. There's Lisa on ice. I don't think that's what. She's yeah, but that's that's Lisa being something good that uh, something that Bart thought he was the best at. I swear there was another episode where Lisa's like, I got to find my thing. I mean, and, uh, I'm sure there is. I mean, Brad Goodman. Are you thinking about that? I mean, Bart is good at that. Uh, it's not really Lisa's thing though. There's a mo- there are there I know there is I know there has to be an episode you're talking about man there's been we're we're on nearly 400 episodes of the Simpsons at this point yeah yeah and it's usually Lisa trying to find her thing and, and stealing Bart's things uh because like somewhere four foot two is basically Lisa becoming more like Bart um I'll think about it maybe if I can get it back uh by the end of the episode but basically this has happened before it will happen again kind of thing so uh Lisa is incredibly sad that Bart has stolen her thunder for this um. So Marge offers to get her a puppy to take her mind off of it. Stop. Warning. Warning. Stop. Warning. Do not do this in real life. Stop. <laughs> oh, uh, this is this is here. Here we go, Matt. Here. This is where here. I'll, here. I'll add some Foley. <laughs> this is the sound of the episode falling off a cliff and exploding in a fiery explosion on the bottom of it. Everything from here on out is awful. Um, there are some things in this I can kind of see as being okay. And we'll we'll pick through the, the bones to find the meat that is left on it. <sighs> we're, like, but... we're like vultures. We gotta like Basically, pick, yes. we gotta have like like we're like poking through trying to find Yeah. <sighs> because they could okay, the, the problem is alright, we'll get to it once we get through <laughs> with the stupidness, okay? Okay. So uh they go to the pound. Uh, which they call the pound, uh, which no one calls it anymore. Thanks, Simpsons writers, for being 900 years old. Uh, they find a dog. Uh, there is a scruffy, old-looking dog, and then a young, cute puppy. Uh, Lisa chooses the young, cute puppy. Uh, but then she has a nightmare about the dog that she did not pick. Lisa Simpson, you doomed me. <gasps> I did? How? 
By choosing the cuter puppy, you picked looks over personality, youth over experience, no history of rabies over unknown rabies status, and now I'm going to die. I never wanted that to happen. You suck. You suck. Oh, thanks, sweetie. You suck. Well, if you want them, you can have them. And if you get tired of him... I won't get tired of him. It's just too bad you can't take old Smiley here. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in God's dumpster tomorrow. I'll take him, too. And I'm gonna put old Henry here to sleep, because he knows my darkest secret. I like putting animals to sleep. Uh, I'll take him, too. I it just... Mm, I, who is this horrible woman Ma that I, the Simpsons have decided is funny? I, Matt, I... I literally, I, I watch these episodes early in the morning. It's like six, mm -hmm. six thirty, seven o'clock, and I'm, I'm my wife's sleeping, and I literally yelled out loud when this lady appeared. Like I, like I exclaimed, like I, I do not know what this is. I literally put in the notes, "What the hell is happening? What is going on?" What what there was an episode here where it was about Bart being good at music and Lisa being jealous. And now Lisa is rescuing every single dog at the quote unquote pound. And there's, yeah, a, there's lady, a woman who works there who loves to put them to sleep. She loves murdering animals, and you're like what <sighs> like why is this woman here why you invented you wrote this out of nothing simpsons writers you could, you you could literally have any character here and you chose to have a woman at the springfield animal shelter that loves murdering dogs and it's just what are you doing why are you doing this it makes me so upset and this is not the same episode first that's my first. This is not the same episode, guys. You write a different... If you want an episode about Lisa having to rescue all the animals, that's a different episode! That's a different... <laughs> it's like they're trying to... <laughs> the whole point of the Lisa plot with the animals is so that Bart has an opportunity to be nice to Lisa about something. But you didn't need that. No! He can be nicer you, you, about you music! You could have had... Yeah, that's what that's what kills me about this episode is why the animals? Why not uh, Lisa and Bart just get in a fight and Lisa pushes Bart and he breaks his arm? Okay, that's good enough. You don't need this wackiness that pervades. Like, there's a good episode here is what kills me is because I, I can see the good episode at the core. It's probably the actual episode that somebody wrote and then they tacked on all this stupid crap around it because they need more jokes, quote unquote, that I just... <laughs> I don't know what this hurts. What I mean, you don't need a woman here to say that I love murdering animals to make Lisa feel sad about not being able to adopt them all. You could just say, oh, all these animals look so sad to Lisa and she can't say no. If you had to have this ridiculous animal plot, that's it right there. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to just put this on the record. You don't you don't feel guilty for not a, for adopting an animal you want to adopt you adopted an animal that's helping already you're already relieving a burden on a shelter that is you know doing its best it's okay to not adopt the most saddest animal every time it's okay it's okay to want a kitten it's okay to it's okay mm -hmm. you don't have to feel guilty 
It's you're you can't save everyone. And that's what this episode no, would can't. be about, but it's not about that either. No. Uh, so once Lisa has left the animal shelter, uh, she starts walking home with and, and there's what's the song, Robbie? I looked it up, but I forgot it already. It green is. It's the song. It's a song from Reservoir Dogs. Little Green Bag is the name of the song. That's it. Little Green Bag. Uh, that they walk for like a straight minute of just Lisa walking with her newly adopted two dogs and a bird. And it's stupid and pointless, but hey, the rest of this episode has worse parts. Uh, but then Lisa walks by a circus and decides that she's going to take in all the circus animals because the circus has clothes. And there's a baby tiger there. This will become relevant in a moment because obviously she can fit an elephant in her attic, but not a full-size tiger. So Lisa hides the animals in the attic. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Matt. Thank Wait a minute. Wait, I what? Rob? Could you? You said wait. Okay, so Lisa's walking down the street and she has some dogs, dogs that she adopted from the uh, adoption place. Three uh, dogs and a bird. Yes. Okay. I think it's three dogs. Um, well, they're not with her at the. They're, the other dog is at the house, but it's not with her while she walks. But doesn't she stop? But isn't it like at Quickie Mart? There's another dog and then a raccoon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, she steals the blind guy's dog. Well, oh. Oh, she steals a, a blind a blind gentleman's animal service uh -huh. animal. They yep. just she just takes that. Oh, is that funny? I'm gonna go with no. If you're not an insensitive jerk, <laughs> but then but then you said you said something, and I I don't. You said where there was she walked. You by heard exactly a, what I said. You just want to bring emphasis to the fact that she walks by a closed circus where they have put the animals <laughs> by the road in front, and Lisa decides, yeah, I'll take these two. <laughs> they just she just walks by a closed circus and there's just animals outside there's an elephant matt remember how there was you remember bart gets an elephant i do remember how like that whole episode was about how absurd that idea is yes but now lisa has an elephant on top of a bunch of other animals okay Yep, she does. She has the tiger too—a tiger uh, uh, that's bouncing on a. And there's a bear. There's a bear in there, Matt. Oh, I, I don't. I don't even know if I saw the bear. I was let like, me. Oh, look, let me. I have a. Animals. I have a screen. I. I, I screen capped all the animals. Uh, there's a, a bear, two monkeys, an ostrich, uh, a baby tiger, a raccoon, the three, the dogs. There's a sheep. There is a. I think is it a possum? I think it's a possum. The little. It's or a weasel. It's like a little. I refuse to look at this picture, so you're on your own. Okay. There's a, and the elephant, of course. Um, I just wanted to make get all everything in there. Uh, th that it this episode started out is hey, it's an episode about Lisa being jealous of Bart, and now it's about Lisa adopting an elephant and a tiger and a bear. I mean, it's not about that, but that's something that happens. That's our B plot that they will somehow work into the A plot coming right up. So Lisa hides all these animals in her attic. And somehow they don't come crashing to the ceiling because, again, elephant. Uh, she goes down to dinner. Uh, the animals start making noise uh, in the middle of dinner. So she has to run up and calm them down because she's trying to keep this from the family. And she finds Bart and the jazz guys smoking weed in the attic around the animals. Matt. <laughs> Matt. Matt. What? What is this? Oh, God. What is this? What is this? What's going on? I don't know. They're, they're two old, old men that's smoking weed in an attic with a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, okay, that's like, one, do Marge and Homer not know there are jazz men in the house? Probably jazz men get in your house a lot of ways. You know, when it rains a lot outside, they have to, 
they have to take refuge inside. They get in the walls. It takes you got to get a trained professional to get them out. Of I house. I have I actually have a I have a I have a person that comes quarterly. Uh, they lay down a jazz jazz anti jazz man treatment. It keeps them if they try and cross into the house. They they walk over the anti the jasmine poison. You have those they, special anti jasmine pipes that run through your house. That just pipes in metal music and that, that causes the jasmine to run away. It, let's I don't I do not want this podcast. This podcast could easily become a uh, uh, about uh, jazz influences on metal met, but we're not going to make it that. I'm going to save all, oh. save you and our audience from having to hear me talk about that. I I don't. They oh, are. Well, I appreciate that. I don't you. mind. Hey, if the Jasmine want to smoke weed on their own time, that's fine with me. It's a bar is ten years old. You should not be giving drugs to a ten year old boy, regardless of what they are. But it's very accurate. Uh, I and I think we really have glossed over also, the fact you that you smoking weed. Smoking things are bad for you. Get them in edibles like an adult. <laughs> okay, Matt's being all judgy. Judgy all of a sudden. If you're gonna, if you, Matt, if you're doing, if you're doing already doing like you know any like. You're already, you're already, you're already on the train. Like, what are you gonna? I'm not gonna tell you not to hurt. Like, you're already hurting yourself. I don't know. Life is pain. Um, life is pain. Sorry, he was smoking weed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, life okay. is. I mean, that's so, part of the reason. I'm just saying, they're they do not notice the elephant in the attic with them. They don't notice the elephant in the room. Oddly enough, ah. they're already so high they don't care. Also, what is, they're already so high. They I don't know care. this is a stupid question, but it just came to me. I don't think an attic could support the weight of an elephant. Did you not hear me say that earlier? The fact that they don't crash through the attic is improbable. No, but I appreciate okay, that you well, did. I said that earlier. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm thinking about all the different angles, Robbie. <laughs> okay, they are... I hate this, Matt. I cannot overstate. I hate all of this. I hate it. And it gets worse. You know, the more you hate it, the more I laugh. I, I know. Hate, it's. I know. It's, it, it's enjoyment. So, okay, okay, okay. So... <laughs> The Jasmine, Bart, smoking weed in the attic with all of these animals. Uh, Bart knocks over a suitcase, which scares the tiger, which runs up and bites Bart on the arm. And that's when we go to a commercial with Bart and his newly destroyed arm that's been bitten by a tiger. That Lisa kept in the attic because she was sad that Bart, uh, that, that she couldn't adopt all the animals that didn't have homes because Bart was better than her at jazz. Sorry, Juz. That Bart turned out to be really good at because... Uh, of his attention uh, of you know maladies that we found out uh, because he was disrupting homer's vegas wife's funeral just to go all the way back to the beginning of this stop matt you're hurting me <laughs> uh, no, it feels so good to hurt you i see i said life life is pain especially when you watch the simpsons every week um we come back from commercial 15 minutes and 15 seconds um so what is this episode about so this episode is basically <laughs> Bart turns out to be good at something that Lisa is good at, and Lisa is sad. So she, to make her feel better, Marge gets her a puppy, but she's sad she can't get all the animals, so she does get all the animals. But she then... Doesn't, she doesn't see all these... Okay, this is fine, okay? This is a good start. Lisa, uh, Marge tries to make Lisa happy. Lisa can't get all the animals, so she feels sad. So Lisa wants to do something for all the animals. I'm, I'm describing the good version of this episode, probably, in case you were confused. The look, Matt, the good version of this episode has no animals in it, except for Lady Sands' little helper and Snowball 2. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right okay. now. There okay. is no but version... If you, already had, if you had the idea that Lisa wants to help animals but can't, you could have her immediately say, right oh, a second I episode. To establish... 
Okay, we're going to start with the fixing this by 10%, and then we'll go 50%, and then we'll go 100%, Robbie. So the 10% solution is, rather than Lisa just picking up all these animals off the street, Lisa decides that, oh, rather than concentrating on jazz, I want to help animals now, so I'm going to start an animal shelter, and she needs to start fundraising for this. That's the easy 10% variant solution that makes this episode make slightly more sense. Uh, and then, you know, Bart is is trying to raise money for some reason or just just to be rich they they have a big concert where bart earns a lot of money or something like that that's what you could have done but no instead bart has his arm bitten by a tiger and then somehow homer becomes a mexican wrestler i'm sorry did you pass out from the stupidity uh, man i just it, it, it i just have this like i know people watch people listening not most of them i i, I don't think are watching these episodes anymore probably i mean for their own health they shouldn't but like we are not we are if anything understating what's happening in this episode we are not over exaggerating the insanity like it th- that is what's happening it's this this shouldn't i like they have these animals in this i don't know why uh but bart can never drum again that is what we learn we learn right at the beginning of the third act is he can never drum again. This thing that he is incredibly good at, he can never ever he can't at least be good at it. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess he, he some tendons in his arm got messed up. I buy the tiger bite. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that the, the tiger crush his elbow because that's like they they're talking about nerve damage and like a t- a bite would generally just get you the like did it. It's a baby tiger. I will. Okay. I should not be. I'm not. I'm engaging this with this too seriously. They don't care. Really? You're thinking about this a hundred times more than they did. They never thought about it. So he can never drum again. He'll be fine, but he can never drum well again. At least Homer is a Mexican wrestler here. For no freaking reason. No, oh, there is absolutely this, no this, reason. This, this is where I started like, up until now. I was like, this episode's kind of dumb, but whatever. And then we get Homer as a Mexican wrestler. And then, from then on, it just gets stupider and stupider to the point where I'm like, did they bring back Mike Scully for this? <sighs> I, oh, so they have to, doesn't, Homer is a Mexican wrestler, it doesn't matter. It's, a, they, that was a joke they had. They had a joke that Homer is a Mexican wrestler. Um, so, the, but they have to get rid of these animals. I don't know why. Why? Oh, I, I think the, the reasoning was that, oh, they're a danger to society, so they have to get rid of them. So they we we have a scene where I this was so um so they they are just in the front yard giving away their animals. It's just like when they gave away the twenty five greyhounds. And okay. oh, and the greyhound poodle hybrids, uh, with uh Doctor Hibbert's uh poodle Rosa Barks. So yeah, Rosa it's, Barks. I'm glad that you have that knowledge right at right at the ready, Matt. That's why you always beat me at trivia. Sports. I they have to give away these animals. Uh, Professor Frank comes by and takes the bird. Uh, I don't know why they can't they give the elephant to that same elephant sanctuary. No, no, Robbie. That obviously the elephant sanctuary is full. Stampy was their last admittance. Oh, okay, sure. Wiggum rides. Also, Stampy killed all the other elephants because he's a jerk. Uh, I don't think they would have. I don't think he would have killed them. Um, they think they would have just exiled Stampy to a different place if he was a danger. Possibly. Wiggum stops by, uh, threatens them. He pulls it's Marge Marge and Lisa are just there and he pulls their his gun on them. What is this? 
This is where the episode gets somehow stupider than Mexican wrestler Homer. <laughs> it's already he threatens them with death, and then uh, the his police car won't start, so he puts a flashing red light on the head of an ostrich and rides it away. Oh, yeah, some, for some reason, his squad car gets wrecked, and he, he's asked to borrow the ostrich because he needs a ride now. I, I, ooh, uh, I, I, Matt, I can't with this. So they, uh, they, they, we see him right away. Um, we get a scene where the jazz guys suggest a benefit concert for Bart to help fix his arm. Cause they say maybe surgery will help him. Uh, I believe they say arthroscopic microsurgery. But then they also uh, apparently suffer from brain damage. Um, a, a, some lady at the bar says... A waitress they... at, at the jazz club. Is this a jazz club? Is that what officially what it is? Yes, it has a name out front, jazz something or other. And it has. there's a sign uh, at one point in the episode where it's like, the joint is hopping, the joint is quiet, the joint is closed, something like that. I... Wow, Matt. I'm impressed. I know. I should have made it a trivia question. I mean, you can do that. That's what, that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to ask you trivia questions about the episode we just watched. Oh, no. There's, it makes no difference. Um, but they, they don't remember. They, uh, there's some bad jokes here with these jazz guys that I still hate. Uh, probably hate more than I did before. Um, then we have this scene. And I'm, I don't understand this scene at all in any way. Uh, I have a clip. It is Marge explaining to Bart what empathy is. Oh, this benefit concert is going to be Scooby-Dooby. I'm very happy for you, Bart. Why are you sad? Thinking about your marriage? If we can't find a home for those animals, they'll be put to sleep. Your sister's very upset. Oh, I feel weird. It's like a potato chip full of shame going down my throat sideways. Honey, what you're feeling is called empathy. Oh, now I'm going to learn a new word. Empathy means you're looking at Lisa and feeling what she feels. Your sister poured her heart into rescuing those animals to forget the pain of being upstaged in jazz. And now... Oh, oh, oh. How can I end this torture? You could do something nice for Lisa. No. You're my mother. How can you say that? No. I hate this so much. I think I almost threw something at the TV. (laughs) (sighs) This, this episode, Matt, manages to both... It does so like it made it cheat. It's like it's an achievement because it makes me angry in so many different ways. Um, yeah. Because it and it somehow manages to make me upset and sad for Bart, and also makes me upset and sad for Lisa at the same time. All of them, all at the same time. It's really incredible. Um, I don't hear. I'm gonna say this. I don't care about these animals. I do not care about them. I don't care if they live or die. You monster, Robbie. How dare you? I know. These fake animals they just made up for this episode. I don't. I And they are clearly plot devices that they invented. They don't invest any time in them. Lisa spends zero time in getting. We get a single montage that is homaging Reservoir Dogs, which is a movie that is incredibly dark and bloody. And I don't know why they use that sequence. Probably because they watched it that week. Um, 
I don't care about these animals. And I did care about Lisa and her feelings back when this episode took them seriously. As soon as they introduced circus animals and tigers biting Mar uh, Bart's arm, I kind of gave up on that. I don't care about Lisa's feelings anymore because clearly the episode doesn't care. It's not treating them realistically. This isn't. This makes no sense. Marge herself is literally just like, hey, here's what's happening, Bart, if you forgot. And like, literally, she's just certain. This is just her telling the audience, like, this is why these things are happening. You know, like, I, I heard Marge's, I heard Marge what she just said. It doesn't make any sense. If, no. if Mar, like, if Lisa's sad about being upstaged by Bart, maybe have her try and upstage Bart back and it fire back, like, Lisa's rival. You know, that it, there's a template right there. Do that. And then, Bar and, or you have Lisa try and, and be better than Bart and still fail. And Bart grows this empathy, you know, that, and shows himself like, oh, I can share the spotlight with Lisa. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who's good or whatever. That's not what music's about. Music's not about who's the best. Music is about, you know, making something interesting with, with people you like. Um, it's not about that either. And Bart, like, if, if I'm taking this episode at face value and what happens in it as real, Bart misbehaves in church at a funeral, gets taken to a child psychiatrist. He says, oh, we just need to give Bart direction. So they give him a drum set. He's really good at it. He's great at it. And how many things is Bart good at, Matt? I mean, he's good at skateboarding. He's good at graffiti. Uh, he's good at soapbox car derby, uh, car racing. I, I mean, building. I, I mean, not. Um, I don't. I'm kind of discounting the 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 hobbies that last an episode. I mean, like more. Oh, okay. Like inborn, like okay, the skateboarding. So skateboarding, graffiti. Um, what else is he good at? Being a, a underachiever and being proud of it. <laughs> I mean, I I think more things that he gets like he gets uh complimented for like i think that's the thing like respected for i think this is the thing about like there's we see i don't like these jasmine characters but they are authority you know they represent authority in a certain way and they can they see talent in bart they see the good in bart you know they're they're sort of like marge in that way where marge always sees the good in him and i think that can be like a really sad thing for bart a lot of times where he doesn't understand how to get that validation as a child it's very important as a kid and you see him finally he, he gets something really he's great at he's really good at these drums so good that jasmine just see him play and they want to play with him right away and then that's taken away from him by a tiger okay a tiger bites bart's arm and maims him and now the next scene, like uh, like the next scene we see with both Bart and Marge, Marge is like, "You should feel sad for your feel sad for your sister." Why should he feel sad for his sister? She brought a tiger into the house and it attacked him. And even even if it was not her fault, and this episode was about Lisa still being sad, why does Bart have to be such a little jerk about it to retain our our PG rating? Because he's like on the ground screaming about being made to feel things, uh, uh, sad feelings. Like, what? This this no child would act like that. It's it, again. They, I think they think it's funny, Matt. I don't know. There, th there is no connection to humanity in this, and like that is 
that and that is the large that like of all the problems upset has writ large that that is a the, probably my thing i hate the most it like it starts with, like i brought up the funeral thing with the vegas wife so much early on because it's that it's that over and over and over again it's just the cynicism this bitterness there's just no humanity here. There's no ever connection to these people. Like they're they never feel real feelings. It's all surface level. Like like they are all tiny children, like four year olds. Not not ten. Four. Everyone is four years old in this all the time. I mean, they do say in the beginning, Robbie, that Bart's behavior is normal for a seven year old. So I would put it well below seven. Seven, you are yeah, you're it's, in it's that more like four or five. You're in that golden, <laughs> like when you hit six, seven. That's when you're in that window until you hit puberty, where you're kind of like nice, almost. Like you start to recognize that the things you do impact other people, and you ha- don't have crazy hormones circulating in your brain, so you can actually like think and do things, um, even if you are inexperienced and naive. But Bart can never – he's told he's never can drum again. This thing he loves to do, apparently, can never do it again. And now, why don't you feel sad for your sister after she brought a wild animal into your house that attacked you? What do you mean? Why Why should I feel sorry for her? And why – like, it's somehow this episode both character assassinates Bart and Lisa at the same time. It is crazy. Well, yeah, because if you had Bart give the real reasons that you just said, like, oh, it's her fault that this happened to me. Why would I feel sad for her? Marge wouldn't have an answer for that. And then Bart would have no reason to be nice to Lisa. Hey, Marge, you have may- to ignore that. Mage, hey, Marge, do your job. Maybe don't let your kids bring wild animals into your house. Hey, maybe like be a parent like Mar- even Marge in this. She is not a parent. Homer is a child who just becomes a Mexico wrestler for no reason. Marge is like, oh, here's the story so far. Like, maybe just make your story make sense. You don't need to explain it if it makes if it makes logical sense. Oh, um, well, hey, Matt, guess what? What's that, Robbie? It's the end of the episode. This is the like warp speed. Here's the last scene. It makes no sense. They just jumped to the, we ha- we ran out of time, so we have to make an ending make sense for some reason. Because uh, we're the benefit concert. It's time for the benefit concert. This is the enti- this is the last scene of this this episode. The entirety of it. It's a minute and forty four seconds long, but it's everything. We got more jazz superstars on the way, folks. Gooey Martin, Willie Mims, Drop Jaws Turner, Sketch Friendly, Tootsie Childs, Sammy Biltmore, No Talent Jones, Anwar Benitez, Bossy Marmalade, Bad Check Mazursky, Ray Ray Takamura, Shaky Premise, Pootsy Crouton, Richard Sakai, The Premarital Sextet, CSI Miami, DW Jitters, The Chub Group, Cantaloupe St. Pierre, and many, many more funny names. <laughs> And it's all to fix this very talented arm. Ow! Oh, right, the nerve damage. Here's the benefit money. Now I'm gonna go vomit to keep my weight down. That's right, that's how Krusty does it. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for this special night. Jazz folk may have the smallest apartments, but they also have the biggest hearts. But the biggest heart I know is in my sister, Lisa. Hmm. What about me, Tootsie Child? Lise, you poured your heart into rescuing society's most vulnerable critters, animals. So I want all the money we've raised tonight to go to building the Lisa Simpson Home for Abandoned Animals. (gasps) 
so, so much. You know what we should do? Hold a benefit concert. Out of sight. In the pocket. Groovy. Groovy. Hey, am I still married to your sister? No, she died. She died, man. Isn't that funny? Robbie, uh, that's hilarious. Robbie, if you gave money to, for, for a specific thing, an event, mm -hmm. some kind of benefit, and then that person took the money and used it for something else, you'd be a little mad, right? Yeah, if I... When yeah, if I'm donating to a very specific charity, like oh, this is a benefit concert to fix some, this kid's arm, I would want the arm to be fixed. Yeah, I don't want to go to animals. Like I don't mind animals getting rescued necessarily. Yeah, it's it's not that that's not a worthy cause, but it's not what I gave money to. Maybe I gave a ton of money to animals already, and I wanted this to go to you know the arts. You know, they're they're both valid things to give money to but i already gave to the animal fund with the rest of my money I, it, it it doesn't it this is this is literally we have two minutes left we need to wrap it up that's all this yeah. is there the it like it, it is them hastily assembling a final scene that wraps up the plot um bart bart buddy I, i'm on this is me talking to bart simpson the fictional simpsons character man okay hey mm -hmm. bart how you doing, man? Um, you don't... Your arm... You have nerve damage in your arm from a tiger bite. I, you should get that surgery done, buddy. Don't give that money to this animal rescue thing. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry that those animals need help, but you're not... You didn't do anything wrong. Um, you're, you should take that money that was raised for you um, and, and probably do something about it. Uh, and get your arm fixed. You're, 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 you, you don't need to appease your sister because she's sad. Like, that would be what this episode would be about. It'd be about Lisa learning that it's okay to feel sad when you're upstaged, but also, like, sometimes you're, like, it's the same thing with Lisa's rival. Like, it's the same lessons. Like, sometimes people are better at you than things. It's okay. It's not, it's not the end of the world. And one, he's a drummer, not a saxophonist. So it's not even a direct competition. And now you have a person to play music with in your own house. How is not not that's like the most awesome thing as a person as a person who's a musician, like having a having a that'd be great as a saxophonist. You have a drummer in the house with you who's great. Yeah, it, it feels like rather than the smart way to do this episode is rather than involving animals <laughs> that you would have have Lisa be sad. And Bart comes in all excited, and Lisa gets mad at him, shoves him, hurts him, so that he can't be in jazz anymore. And Lisa feels terrible about this, because that's what a normal human would feel like. And so <laughs> Lisa puts on a benefit concert for Bart. And it's jazz, so they don't raise enough money to make him a terrific drummer again, but they do make it so he'd use his arm again. And that at least gets you back to the status quo. And that's it. That's, that's how this episode works, is you realize that Lisa feels sorry for her brother. And that's 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 what the episode is about. Why why do you have to have the animals? Why does Bart have to be the one to you know make Lisa happy? It just it doesn't make any sense. Also, um, I'm not necessarily against that. Jazz, all those jazz people, the fake, the long list mm -hmm. of jazz names. I am really against Krusty. Literally at the end, saying, "Look at all these jokes we wrote." Like, why you gotta? Why you don't need to tell me you wrote jokes? The Simpsons. I get it. I know they're jokes. Oh my god, that whole thing hurts so hard. I was just like, why are you making me listen to this again, Robbie? 
I blame you for that. <laughs> I but I mean, nah, I mean that's fine, Matt. You're just you're. I mean, you're not really the audience. I'm I'm, I'm trying to appease when I play these clips. Um, so much. <laughs> also, is it necessary for that? Like the Persian, the bulimia stuff. Is that necessary? Do we need to add that on oh, uh-huh. to Krusty <laughs> that he throws up to keep the weight down? Why is that there? Again, so it's funny, so mean and cynical and dark, and there's no joke to it. It is just look how dark this is. You can have dark humor in The Simpsons. My favorite episode is Homer's Enemy. Incredibly dark episode, but there has to be more to it than just it's dark, which is something that The Simpsons forgot long ago. Uh, This episode starts off with a lot of promise. And falls off a cliff. Very frustrating. When you can see the promise there, and then, like, I don't, like, I I'm, I immediately go, why are they in, like, when Marge's like, go, we're going to the, we're going to get a puppy. I'm like, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. Uh, why? Why? And, like, that's, like, you don't have to be a genius to recognize that. Uh we'll rank this episode at the end of the show. But do we have to, Robbie? Do we, we do. We do have to. Hey, Matt. Robbie, this episode is broken. Tell me how to fix it. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, we've already outlined it. It's pretty simple, honestly. That's the craziest thing to me. Where... You just, they they gave them, like, isn't this more work to write this crazy tangent where they go off about Lisa adopting animals? Do they, are, I think so. Like, do they go, oh, no, we can't do a similar plot. We've already done Lisa's rival. But, like, just, it's okay, guys, to use same, the same story shapes as long as your story works at the end of the day. You just make it, like, hey, like what you said, Matt. And it's not like that is the one way to do it, but... There's a lot of permutations. There's a lot of little tiny paths, intersecting paths that you could take where Lisa and, and Bart have a little rivalry over music. And if you want, you can have, you can have Lisa Interim. You don't even need to have Lisa Interim. He doesn't need to get hurt at all. At this point, Matt, you're in season 18 of The Simpsons, almost 400 episodes. Why not just have Bart? He's a drummer now in the same way that Lisa's a saxophonist. Why can't you introduce that? Hmm. Well, Robbie, because the Simpsons were established in 1996 and we're not allowed to change anything ever about what goes on in the Simpsons. I, what? What? I, but yeah, sorry, Robbie, never, not allowed to change anything. No, I, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like at this point of the show, you're well past the point where they, they are the Simpsons in, even in season 18. Now they're in season 33. Okay. But, and I've been saying this for years now, but why aren't you just taking risks? Why like and take risks in interesting ways, not just crazy plots that make no sense. Like, let's start introducing continuity. Let's start doing things like make home now Bart's a drummer. Bart has a drum set and they play together. And you can make more plots that way, because now Bart's gonna be in a band. Or Bart's in a band with Lisa, and they have a problem with like there's that's how you get more plots that's how you get more episodes you just you these little tweaks to the status quo why can't you make bart a good drummer and keep him one there is no reason not to 
because you've always done it the same way, that is incredibly, incredibly stupid. Um, the fix yep. this episode, you just, I mean, you can just do it like, oh, Lisa and Bart have a little rivalry over music. Lisa's jealous, gets sad. Uh, Bart, the Bart gets hurt by her, and she hosts the concert for him, or she doesn't hurt him, and. They, she realizes that she can share the spotlight with him, and it is not about who's the better musician. Or Bart could extend that. The, you have the scene here that at the end of the first act where Lisa Bart gets chosen to jam with these jazz men, and Lisa doesn't. It's a very easy way to end the episode where Bart is jamming with the jazz men, invites Lisa on stage, and she gets to play with them. Easy, and that would be great. Easy as that. Uh, I'll, I'll, but. Like, why are the Jasmine so stupid? What, like, wh wh why do we have to make everyone obnoxious all the time? Every character in this is, I don't like. I don't like anyone in this whole episode. No, I don't like any of them. All of them, I yeah. don't. It, it, which is They're like, all either dumb or mean or make no sense. Oh, boy. Uh, fix it is just don't do that stuff. I don't know how to, like, it feels like it's a plague. Like, afflicting people. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yep, it's a plague afflicting people. It feels like it. Whew. Uh that's a that's the fix though. It's not complicated. That's the thing that's so frustrating when you look at the show. Like, why would you not just do the simpler thing? It's weird. It's like they they go out of their way to do the harder, stupider thing. Uh, um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments and news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Uh, you, these, I, I ask every week, I ask our patrons to submit their reviews of the episode and then I read them on air. Um, you can join us at patreon.com slash the Simpson show. It's a great, it's the perfect place. If you want to submit your reviews or give your listener questions an easy place, all those things, uh, even for a dollar a month, appreciate all our patrons. Uh, first from Tim. I found this to be the opposite of last week's episode, sagging in the middle with a decent opening and a relatively clean and pleasant ending. The use of music was clever. There were some good jokes scattered about, but unfortunately, writers felt they just had to include Jerk Homer from time to time with even less reason than normal. Lisa gets taken down a notch, not entirely undeservedly, but it was nice to see Bart look after in the end. Yes, Springfield, two stories can intersect. Projector ranking 228. Got bad news for you, Tim. Huh. Yeah. We're not. That's way too. We're not. I am. I'm on a blood. I'm on a, like a warpath. <laughs> today uh from charles everyone was going to talk about lisa All i'm going to say is at this point this has officially become bart and lisa's marriage crisis so we need a name for it what started as a heartwarming moment of big brother instincts has evolved into lisa becoming a little more than a plot device to invoke a krill twist ending on bart mm -hmm. uh, i want to focus on marge the blatant favoritism that homer and marge give to lisa is often either ignored or played for comedy they especially do this a lot with marge despite bart being her special guy she never actually takes a side when he needs her Paid off exactly like this episode. Burns, Nelson, Homer, Lisa. She's doing the right thing. So the fact that Bart is being screwed over for the benefit of someone else shouldn't be noticed. Marge's responsible to Lisa crippling her son is is get upset at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, should be ashamed of himself. Not only would this not have happened if he wasn't better than Lisa. Now she has to suffer the consequence of her actions. And all he can do is think about himself. Yeah. He got his arm bitten. Like, by a tiger. Like, the fact mm -hmm. that it's a tiger makes it even crazier. Like... Would it, as Bart, when it, you ask why he goes crazy, like, I'm not really upset that he's, uh, like, he's upset that he's showing empathy, Matt. I'm more upset that he's just like, Mom, a tiger bit me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, you're never allowed to call out the adults, ever. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Oh, uh, finishing up from Charles. What makes this worse? Not only Bart is never really shown to be upset at Lisa for what she did. Outside of acknowledging that it happened, Lisa doesn't even show any remorse for actions. Actually worse than Homer's over the top abuse since it comes across as more realistic. Marge gives just enough affection to make Bart believe it is his fault. Her actions show that she does not care about her son. Find the fact that she is so easily able to convince him otherwise disturbing. I mean, the writers give it, they give it no depth. So it makes everyone feel like they're just weird robots. That's the other thing. Like there's no human, there's no humanity in these characters. So when they act coldly towards each other, you're just, it's like kind of like, leaves me dumbstruck, honestly. Uh, from, from Derek, you can really see how far the Simpsons has fallen with episodes like these. Just what in God's name was going on in this one? What should have been a simple storyline of sibling envy culminates in Lisa's menagerie in the attic and a tiger biting Bart? The Simpsons used to definitely balance an outlandish premise like Bart getting an elephant by grounding it with more realistic financial implications. Could have had their, they could have their cake and eat it too. Now they can execute neither a tame storyline nor a wacky one. This is a mess from beginning to end. The episode has no idea what it's doing or where it's going. Really terrible. Uh, from Benjamin, I am speechless about this one. Just sloppy in every way. Nonsensical inciting incident. Random plot threads that make no sense. Poor attempts at humor. There's nothing redeeming in this. I really thought they might be onto something interesting with Lisa and Bart music, musical jealousy angle, but then they made a Family Guy episode. I think it, I, I I don't like, again, I've said this before. I don't like Family Guy, but this is, Family Guy is better than this. Just take a, yeah. pick a Family Guy episode out of, a, out of a hat, and I guarantee you it's better than this. Because Family Guy they have built into the premise of the show that the jokes are disconnected from the plot. And maybe that's smart on their part. So they can, they don't really have to <laughs> No, It just makes it easier for makes them. Makes it easier. Uh, from JJ, this could have been a sweet episode about Bart and Lisa bonding over a shared love of jazz and playing their instruments together. But instead they decided to make Lisa jealous and resentful. This is an aspect. This is an aspect of Lisa's characterization in Modern Simpsons, which I hate. They give her this fragile ego, so whenever Bart is successful at something, Lisa assumes her role as the family achiever who is being threatened and always feels out of character. I wouldn't have as much a problem with this if the episode hadn't then gone completely off the rails when Lisa starts adopting stray animals. There, I stared at the screen in bafflement, wondering if I'd accidentally skipped to the next episode. The ending is even worse. Lisa's tiger injures Bart's arm, so he buys her an animal sanctuary. Shouldn't Lisa be the one making amends to Bart for ruining his drumming career? This episode is unfunny, illogical, and I don't recognize any of these characters. Mm -hmm. uh, from Jake, yep. when, when it originally aired as a kid, I thought this episode was boring. Watching it again, I actually really enjoyed this episode, though I recognize that the Lisa animal supply is a little awkwardly fitted. It's usual in this era of The Simpsons, treating Homer as a big, stupid laugh machine who peddles whatever hack jokes that the writer puts into his mouth is the biggest drag on the episode. Still, there is a very interesting character-based core to episode one that, although I may later come to regret this statement, makes me wonder if I could have it fit back in the golden years. Yeah, if there was some, the whole circus animals in there. Yeah, I even just not having her just do shelter animals keeps it a little bit more believable. Believable. But when there's a, an elephant ugh, and an ostrich uh, from Lauren. I found myself thinking a lot about Lisa on Ice, but where that episode is funny, heartwarming, and realistic, this episode is frustrating, disappointing, offensive, and stupid. It had potential by combining Lisa's rival and Lisa's on, Lisa on Ice, where she has to face competition in something she loves from her brother. After this episode, it starts off with Homer's Vegas wife's funeral, along with an overdose joke. Tell me right there not to have high expectations. Further declines with Lisa adopting circus animals. Why? Why is this here? Just have her adopt stray pets. Having an elephant in an attic just completely de derails any sense of reality. It's completely unnecessary. The substance could have been good by having an insightful look at sibling rivalry and what happens when you feel upstaged, but instead it's another disappointing look into how far the Simpsons have fallen. Amen. Sadly true. Uh, and finally from Aaron. 
Well, this episode is a mess. Flippant remarks about drug overdoses and bulimia, boring guest set characters, and a late evolving subplot are the biggest culprits. Sorry, Lisa. I always thought the two stories would intersect. The only time I laughed was for the shot of Wiggum leading Snake on birds. Lastly, I sure hope that wasn't Stampy. I hate to think that the refuge sold him to the circus. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. That elephant is too kind to, to be Stampy. True. Very true. Stampy is a jerk. All through and through. There is a... He meant... Aaron mentions the... Uh, the, the joke. Uh, there is a, a a distant background gag that after you see Wiggum ride the ostrich away, you later see him leading Snake, who the on snake, another ostrich on a snake's riding an ostrich in handcuffs. And you, yeah, it's like a second gag in the background of the shot. It's it's fine. I'm I'm dead inside now. Uh, that's it. Thank you guys for your reviews. Appreciate you. Um, you can, again, join us on our Patreon and submit yours weekly basis. Uh, our next segment is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite mob movie? Um, I, I mean, I expected a lot of repeats, Matt, and, you know, I mean, it's not. There's there's some, there's some favorites in the category. It's obvious, um, obviously. obviously. But I appreciate still everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All righty. Uh, from Alex, we've got quote of the week or question of the week. Easily, Goodfellas. Uh, from Andy Casino. However, if I want a comedy, I go with The Crew with Richard Dreyfuss and Burt Reynolds. I haven't seen that one. Have you, Robbie? I have not. I I think I've seen like. A clip or something because it feels so familiar but i don't think i've ever watched it huh okay good to know all right lauren easily the godfather i grew up with this movie i hate it as a child because i couldn't follow it but i love it as an adult uh, i actually agree hard agree on that one lauren <laughs> uh from rich there's always a temptation to go obscure and show off your big knowledge brain with these but i can't pretend it's not the godfather from benjamin finally saw the godfather a few months ago and it lived up to its acclaim uh from uh at d jacobs no end on the end. Uh, Goodfellas. I've probably watched that movie 50 times and it made me want to visit the Mob Museum in Las Vegas. Uh, from Matt L. Columbia 88, Goodfellas is so great. From Matt Simpson's watch, uh, Goodfellas, I have to watch it anytime it's on. Also, go suck a lemon. It's, that's a good quality clean insult right there. Uh, from Matt Criminal Simpson, Goodfellas and Miller's, Miller's Crossing, I have a tattoo of Bart referencing Henry and Bart the murderer. Oh, very nice. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, the 1983 version of Scarface. I don't really appreciate how it depicts Cuban immigrants, but as pure entertainment, it works brilliantly. The actors from Al Pacino to Steve Bauer to Michelle Pfeiffer all do a great job. Plus, the Say Hello to My Little Friend line is a classic. Uh, from Matt That JD1, Carlito's Way. Uh, and finally, from Matt Yes, It's Aaron, I would like to say something other than The Godfather, but I can't. Robbie, what is yours? Uh, Goodfellas. Kind of a boring answer because a lot of it's either like the two, obviously, Godfather and Goodfellas are like the two yeah favorites but and there's lots of like a lot of the ones mentioned are very very good millish crossing is probably the one i'd actually for people who haven't watched it it's a it's a great movie probably for a long time was my favorite coen brothers movie um but goodfellas it's just so good it's so it's like it's so good and it's so ideally mobstery it's it's got all the salacious things that you want but it's also has a lot more humor than the godfather does and and i think it really captures and, and here's the other thing um this is movies, and I and I kind of regret not saying TV shows because I think The Sopranos probably got would have gotten some answers. Um, but yeah. I, I I'm I really like the 
there's a lot been a lot of resurgence in in, in criticism and, and analysis of, of Sopranos and how the show is ahead of its time, and I think that's really interesting too. Um, but Goodfellas is so good. Um, Matt, what is your answer? I'm gonna have to say Goodfellas as well. Um, I'm very tempted by The Godfather too. I think it's it's honestly better than the first Godfather, except for all the scenes of with uh, I think it's Vito in Sicily. But you know, other than that, it's <laughs> it's just a very good overall movie. Uh, that I enjoy, uh, but Goodfellas is just, it's got everything you need. There is a, I, I think you're not alone, and there's a lot of people who think Godfather 2 is better than Godfather. It's, there's, there's, there's competition between the two. It's one of the few movies where the, you know, it seems like there's like that, in Godfather is not real. I mean, the Godfather is a genre movie, to be fair. Like a mob movie is, yeah. a, is a genre film of a sort. Like you have Alien and Aliens, you have Terminator, Terminator 2. Godfather, Godfather two, and they're they all have third sequels, and they're all terrible. Yeah, Godfather one and two are much closer to each other than saying Godfather three. But uh, like Alien and Aliens are very different movies. They're very different, but they're very both very good. I will say, and there's yeah. a lot of a lot of people argue about and which is better, and there's also argument about which is better between Terminator and Terminator two. Um, which are also very different movies. Also, both of those sequels are directed by James Cameron, even though. Terminator original was also directed by James Cameron. So that's a different question altogether. Next week's question. What is your favorite TV show or movie about playing music? I'm going to leave it as open-ended as you want. Mm, that's going to be a tough one. I think I have my answer already, to be fair. Wow. I think so. Um, wow. Um, I will post this question on our Twitter, which is at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us your answer at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Or again, I post this question on our Patreon which is patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. We are tied one to one so far this season. Jazzy and the Pussycats is the name of this episode. Uh, Matt, give me an easy question. All right. Uh, all of your questions today are from Round Springfield. Uh, who dies in Round Springfield? Uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy. You are correct. Your easy question, Matt. In Lisa's sax, what do we learn the history of? Lisa's saxophone. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> all right. Your medium question. How much was Bleeding Gums Murphy spending each day on Fabergé eggs? $1,200. Ooh, I'm sorry. Close. $1,500. Dang it. I knew it was a teen number. Couldn't remember. All right. Your meme question, Matt. What is the tuition amount for the private preschool suggested to Lisa? Hmm. It's uh, $4,000. $6,000. 6, Dang. That's like, it's literally the amount it costs for an air conditioner. All they have to do is put it off for one year and they have got a really nice air conditioning unit. But okay. All right. Your hard question. Along with the Jagged Metal Crustios, what was Krusty marketing that got himself in trouble in Round Springfield? Oh, God. Trying to keep straight of all the terrible, life-threatening Krusty products. Because I'm... What is Krusty marketing? I forgot that that is the same episode. The uh, the Krustios. Jagged Metal O. Yeah, Jagged Metal O's. Isn't, isn't there, like, flesh-eating bacteria in the cereal at the end, too? Is that what you're asking for? There is, yes. That's not what I'm asking for. Ah, okay. In, um, in, in his press conference, 
They're like, oh, yes, this has happened. And it, there's also accusations that he's been marketing this. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I, all I can think of is Bart listing the long list of products that hurt him in Camp Krusty. Uh, um, is it... I, re- I remember Krusty's like, this press conference is over. Um, is it the Krusty pregnancy test? I'm sorry. It is videos of Tanya Harding's wedding night. Oh God! Oh, I doesn't. I don't like that at all. Krusty. <laughs> okay, your hard question, Matt. What is the name of the private preschool suggested for Lisa? I have no idea. I'm not going to waste anyone's time with that. Nothing's coming up at all. Miss Tillingham's school for snotty girls and mamas boys. Oh yes, the snotty girls and mamas boy. That part I, I never remember now. Shucks. Shucks. Well, Matt, we're both still tied. Two to two. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'd be totally happy with us going one one to one every single week. But what happens is eventually you break through and I do only I do so less than you do. And I think that's the issue. I just need to be. Yeah. I need to think, keep on my feet and be smarter. I should have gotten the I should have gotten the Fabergé question. I, there's no excuse. You should have. There, I, I was I was disappointed in you. There's no very disappointed. That's fine. I'm used to it. Uh, I'm familiar with c- causing disappointment in others. <laughs> we can move on into to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode's bad. It definitely is. Uh, I think... I know that it is better. I think it is better than Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, not really so much racism in this or Orientalism. Yeah, it's I I it's not like this episode is not really offensive in that way, and it also doesn't have it just makes bad decisions. Yeah, it's just really messy, and it does have I, I, I don't know. There's bulimia jokes in here, or whatever. And they make jokes yeah. about overdoses and poor that poor Vegas wife is just dead without any. We don't even see her. She's just dead. Um, there's what million dollar AB is right above that. Nothing like assisted suicide to, you know, make people laugh. God almighty. I'm like, what is million dollar AB, man? I really literally had that thought. I'm like, which one is that? And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's the one with assisted suicide in the bowl. This is better than that. Yeah, this is better than that. Uh, mobile Homer. Yeah, I'm looking up around like Mommy Beerist, uh, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Um, uh, ahead of that, like five up from that, you get like Futurama and Home Away from Homer and Millhouse is and then Fong, which are stupid, but I don't know. This is, I think this is better. I think this is, I think this is better than Homer's paternity coot, but. Worse, worse than Millhouse of Sand and Fog. I would put it in what between. Was Millhouse of Sand and Fog again? Is that, that is the episode that is... masquerades as a Mil, uh, Kirk and Lan episode that turns into a Marge and Homer episode. Oh, that's right. Where they find a uh, bra in yeah. some stupid place. Oh, oh yeah, God. it's bad. It's it's bad. I still think it, I think stupid. it's better than this though. I don't know. I get yeah, so I don't know about I... that. You have future drama, which despite being so low has its redeeming part. I mean, all these have something in them that, like, you're like, oh, that's something. You know, like, this has 
some laughs in it, which is more than some of these episodes have. That's probably why it's even up this high. If it had less those few laughs in this, I would drop this down probably 10 spots. But I feel like yeah. it has a couple laughs. The first act is fine, and then it just completely falls apart. And that at this point, I, I'm, I'm real tired of that. Oh, wait, that's the wrong thing. There we go. We want to do this. That is a new number, 329 on the list, Jazzy and the Pussycats. Uh, a new number, 138 on our overall ranking list. Or not overall ranking list. On our post-Golden Years ranking list. Uh, it is right above Homer's Paternity Coot, right below Millhouse of Sand and Fog. However, Matt, we are not done. We have one more thing to do, and that is ask a very important question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Is there anything redemptive in this? Anything we need to keep this episode around for? I don't think so. I was thinking that it was like there's there's nothing like horribly bad, but it mischaracterizes characters and just there's it doesn't add anything to what we know about the Simpsons and it's just not enjoyable. No. And I agree. Uh it is uh I I don't know, worthless. So you know what we do, Matt? I believe we fire the cannon. We fire the cannon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Uh, and as we do that, we are working our way down through the top of the list, determining what is canon and what is not. And we are number 62 on our list. It is just a wonderful episode. Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Oh, man. If you tried to kick that out, I would be so sad. Baby on board. I still, I mean, I still sing the song. I still sing it. Yeah. I still say they're bigger than Jesus. Well, I mean... I mean, they did steal a lot of this stuff just for the Beatles, but it is. Oh yeah. It. I. I think even if you don't like, this is an episode much like Deep Space Homer, or the Springfield Files, or even Itchy and Scratchy Land. Some of these episodes that are very silly, and kind of crazy. Like you might not want to go. Like, well, how could it be that Homer literally was like super famous pop singer for a certain amount of time? And now, and we just discover it. And that's just a part of the Simpsons forever. Isn't that ridiculous? Well, maybe a little, but because they take it seriously and they really, and they really give it that uh, kind of it, it's due. It makes it make perfect sense in the context of the Simpsons. Plus it's not just if it makes sense in the continuity of the Simpsons, but also if it has value and it's a hilarious episode, it's super memorable, great music. What more do you want? Um, so yes, yeah. obviously part of the canon. What it's number number sixty two? We're still these are all hits. I mean, I think we're, and uh, we have not kicked a single like high level one out. I mean, it's going to be a long time until we get to one that we can be like, no, let's not keep this in. It'll be in the hundreds, I think. I think it'll be in the two hundreds, honestly. Okay, um, we'll see. We'll see, Matt. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's why we. That's why we do this every week to see to to, to discover. Um, oh, by the way, I figured out the episode I was thinking of. It was Smart and Smarter, where they supposedly Maggie is really intelligent, so Lisa, no longer uh, being the smart kid, has to come up with other identities, including the goth kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's not it's not Lisa Bart, necessarily, but it is still a Lisa identity episode. Right. Um, 
That is our best episode ever list. You can find this list at our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com, which has links to everything, all our places on the internet, Twitter, RSS feed, uh, and our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, uh, help pay for hosting, we'd really appreciate you. Get a bunch of bonus material and uh, more ways to in uh, more ways to interact with the show. Um, I think that'll do it for me and Matt. Uh, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter. That's my, it's at my name. It's at Robbie Dorman. And my website is also my name. It is RobbieDorman.com, which has links to all the things I do online, including my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. Uh, my newest novel, my eighth novel, Death Rattle, is out now. You should go buy it. It is about a Texas redneck defending his greedy, defending his dying small town from greedy vampires. The best novel that has gay rednecks killing vampires in it period so far so far i mean there might be something i'm not the best writer in the world i just thought that'd be a sequel that would be even better what is the empire strikes back of death rattle the empire strikes back does not feature ebner as a main character anymore there is a potential trilogy or even longer series involving the a a secondary character in death rattle but that's not if it ever gets written matt I'm waiting for demand. I'm not gonna just write series out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of words for something that might be okay. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, go buy Death Row. It's on Amazon. Uh, easiest place to find it. You can also buy physical print print editions at Barnes and Noble uh, online at Barnes and Noble or online at Bookshop. If that's where you would like to buy it, but Amazon is always the easiest place to tell people because that's where you find it digitally and in print. I get roughly the same amount of money, amount of money where no matter where you buy it, so buy it wherever it's most convenient. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. I spend all my time cleaning kitten butts these days. So if you'd like to see said butts, you can check out Kitten Turns on Instagram. It's at K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S to see the cutest kittens you will ever get your hands on. And you can get your hands on these kittens, provided you live in the Central Florida area. Or are you willing to drive to the Central Florida area? Or are you willing to drive to the Central Florida area and pretend to be a... Uh, a resident of the county oh you have to be a resident you can't technically ah uh, that's i mean people drive really far to adopt animals sometimes they will yeah i don't know why they wouldn't why would you want to close off that avenue i don't know i don't know those cats are real cute i would actually suggest you you do follow kitten turns on instagram if you're not doing so already that'll do it for us today i'm robbie and i'm matt thank you for watching this episode. Shh. 